0: There we go,
1: ladies and gents. It's Tuesday. The real estate market is hot here in San Diego, even though it's windy. And we're going to get to talk to a realtor who's cranking out properties. So let's go.
2: Shut up and sit
3: down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
1: Business (laughs) Pros!
0: Yeah! Fire time! Fire time! It is that time, ladies and gentlemen, all you business pros! Out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like minded business owners find value from our awesome guests as we rise up in the podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to wwwbusinessbrosbiz podcast guest and schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at business bros pod ladies and gents we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the business bros pod our guest today has built her career around one single concept service Being a Marine wife and moving more than 10 times since 2002 has helped shape her career in unexpected but ultimately fulfilling ways. She started a career in 2008, stationed at the time in Virginia during the worst economic downturn in decades. Despite the circumstances of her beginnings, she rose above the rest by building on a foundation of ethical practices, meaningful relationships, and a work ethic only Marines can understand. While serving her fellow military families, especially those facing short PCS timeframes, she honed her technique, nurtured her, per, her professional and personal relationships, and leveraged her education to become the go to real estate agent in her community as a military relocation professional. We're so excited to have this verifiable expert on the show today. Joining us from Carlsbad, California, and duly licensed to serve in South Carolina, welcome to the show, Erin Pfeiffer. <laughs>
1: All right, had to drop the house party beat when we're talking oh my to God, a Real, it, it all make right? <laughs> makes sense, right?
2: Amazing! I'm so pumped to be here, you guys. Thank you so 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 much for having me. I am honored to be here. Honestly.
1: Oh well, here's here's how we met. So we both know Steve Haru and. Steve uh, was one of my first uh, testimonial clients, and he said, I got this this filter. She's an awesome person. I think she'd be great to have a testimonial video. Five minutes. I spoke to you for five minutes. I was like, you got to be on my show. You got to come on. So that's how, that's <laughs> how we met. What, what's, your, what's your experience been in uh, meeting people like Steve as you move across the country?
2: I mean, that's the best part of the job is never working you know, with the same people all the time. It's meeting new people, it's networking. Um, Steve and I actually were connected when last spring, um, I was lucky enough to be a part of the service to CEO program through the Rosie Network, and he was a featured speaker. And as soon as I heard him talk about his uh, angle in business and how he sells and how he rose to such success, I knew I had to get to know him directly and Steve has been the most incredible business coach. So uh, shout out to Steve. I think he's
0: wonderful.
1: That's right. (laughs) He's wonderful. All right. So let's talk a little bit about uh, real estate markets in general. When you started, it was horrendous. I mean, it was the lowest of the lows when it comes to the markets. Whereas today, and you know, I don't want to say this is like, you know, 13 years later, today things are super hot. I mean, I got a buyer right now that I can't find a property. Any property that comes up is just flying off the market. Join the club. Uh,
2: Join the club. Right? We all all of us in real estate are dealing with a low inventory. Uh, high demand, right? So it's a it's a very uh, commonplace business practice. Learning about client demand right now, we just um, are really struggling for our buyers because we're we're seeing 10, 20 competing offers on one property, which presents a whole host of issues. But um, you know, I got into the market in 2008. I was living in Northern Virginia, and I'll never forget my broker said to me at the time, "If you can make it in this uh, industry." at this time, you can make it anytime. And so uh, whenever I get a a little discouraged, I I hear that voice in my head and it it motivates me because it is true. 2008 was a really, really tough time to get into real estate. All right. Well,
1: let's, uh, I don't know how much in the real estate game, you were right before that, but I'll give you a story. James and I bought our first property. I was 20 years old at the time, uh, and it was around 2003. Uh, literally, you could like fog a mirror, and they gave you a mortgage, and they were like, here are the keys to the house, and we were like super happy. Uh, appreciation was going crazy. There was low inventory at the time as well, and then the bottom fell out uh what do you what do you see as far as like a comparison to today today i feel like the market like then feels almost artificially propped up the 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 employment numbers don't kind of make sense with what's going on in 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 the in the stock market it kind of doesn't make sense with what's going on in the real estate market but interest rates are low you know like nobody has a crystal ball but what do you look at when you when you're taking a look at the market
2: well, listen, uh, this is a very different market than what we were experiencing in 2008. Uh, the, the reason for the market crash in 2008 was definitively the subprime mortgage crisis. Just like you said, anybody could get a loan who, you know, people weren't um, responsible at the time with their loans. They were getting more money than they should have. Um, and it just became a financial disaster. We're not experiencing that same uh, economy today. And honestly, what I like to tell my buyers in this market to prepare them is that a property isn't necessarily worth what it's being sold for, what it's being advertised for. A property is worth what a buyer is willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that's tricky, right? Because we're experiencing a market where sellers are asking buyers to remove appraisal contingencies so that when the when the numbers tick up higher and higher over asking, there's no appraisal to have to worry about, which is incredible. It's it's beyond and it's, it's really unfortunate for buyers who can't afford to do that. Um, and in Southern California, it just seems like sometimes out of the woodwork, these folks appear with cash offers on million five, $2 million homes. And you just wonder where this money comes from, but it really hurts your average buyer who's financing, especially my buyers who tend to be military and who tend to be VA buyers, which is, you know, as you know, 100% financing in most cases. So it's a really challenging market for VA buyers, especially.
1: On the plus side, however, interest rates are really low, right? So exactly. We're,
2: we're, we're able, you know, one thing I have a conversation
1: with buyers when they're looking for a home. It ask that question: Should I wait or should I buy right now? My, my answer is always: If you find a place that you like, that you that you can see yourself living in, and you can afford on a 30-year that mortgage payment then this is your time this is your time That's to it. go ahead and purchase right but it's not but but they kind of always look at that value and and i remember when things kind of hit the bottom and you have that upside down market where let's say you do dip just a little bit even though a, a, a 5 10% drop in a market is big numbers here in san diego when people start to feel upside down even though i can afford the monthly payment you kind of get a different feeling right
2: it, it's absolutely true. and you know we're we're a little bit protected um, here in Southern California in that property values tend to maintain a little bit better here than they do in other parts of the country. Um, but it's it's a very difficult question to answer when when clients want to know, you know what's going to happen with the market, Aaron? Am I going to be upside down on my mortgage? I I can't answer that question. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, But what I can tell people is not to necessarily look at a purchase price as, you know, the end all be all, because it's really your monthly mortgage payment that you want to remember, you know, in the long term, that is the most important number. And right now, we're seeing money is cheap. So we're seeing low interest rates, and you're getting much more house for your money right? Because you know, your, your pity payment, your, your principal, your interest, your taxes, and your insurance isn't adding up to what it was adding up to at 4%, at 5% just a few years ago. So people need to remember that the interest rate is, is indicative of how much house you can afford.
1: Well, real estate. Uh, what people don't understand as a real estate agent, you are in business for yourself, right? This is this is nobody. Nobody's paying you a salary. If you don't sell a home, you don't get paid, right? It's it's very basic uh, business principle. So you are in sales. Can you tell me a little bit about how you operate your business as a salesperson? How do you acquire new clients? How do you go out and you know prospect for new sellers? What are you doing today to kind of help grow your business?
2: Well, that's a great question. And I have to be honest with you, um, that's changed for me recently. In the last year and a half, I have started a real estate team. So I am now responsible for generating leads for other agents, right? whereas previously it was just me. So when it was just me, Um, my, my marketing strategy was different. My lead gen was different, but now that I am a leader and responsible for other people, um, it's, it looks a lot different. So I'm investing a lot more in my business than I was previously, right? I'm, I'm paying for advertising ad space and different um, premium, different markets that are in different, um, you know, uh, different genres of marketing. So I'm promoting ads on Facebook like I never was before. I'm advertising in places I never was before because I feel a sense of responsibility um, Whereas previously, Hernan, I was um, relying heavily on referral business. Um, as, as you mentioned, I am an active duty Marine spouse. And so a lot of my business came from the military and uh, people that I knew just in my own sphere of influence. But now uh, we've upped our game and you know we've got, we've got our site set up bigger market. Um, I'm operating here in a major city, and there's it's a very military-friendly city. So um, we have a lot of potential here for new lead gen in the in the in the coming years, and I'm very excited about it.
1: Why go for a team? And the reason why I ask that is because I know it's it's a uh, there, there's a lot of people who end up going on to out, going out and trying to build a team, and they struggle with the business aspect of it. So in other words, you look back at a team all of a sudden and their profit margins are smaller than when they were an individual producer. So I'm kind of wondering on on that side, like why choose the team effort and why not still focus on growing your own practice? What kind of prompted you?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a great question. I So for me, I'm always thinking next level. What's next? What's next? I'm, I'm one of the people who's not necessarily Uh, satisfied with the status quo. So for me, um, I like to challenge myself and I saw this as the next inevitable challenge. Um, First and foremost, I believe in customer service and I think that there are too many agents out there who aren't focused on the relationship and on the customer service side of real estate. Um, And so I feel like I have something to offer, something to train new agents on. Um, and I believe my, my tactics work. Um, I have a lot of referral business. I have a lot of loyal clients and it's because I nurture those relationships that really mean a lot to me. So, um, you know, in my heart, it seemed like the natural next progression to start the business, but you know, when, when discussing profit margin and things, profit margins and things changing, when a team is started, it has a lot to do with what I mentioned earlier when you're an individual agent, you can kind of be on your own schedule, do your own thing. Um, It's not as expensive, right, to be an individual (laughs) agent. Um, Again, like I'm responsible for these people. I'm responsible for putting, helping put food on their tables, helping them support their families. And that means something to me. And I take that very seriously. So um, I was ready. Um, Also, my husband was nearing the end or is nearing the end of his time in the Marine Corps. So uh, when we came out here to California, um, I, I was sort of plotting. I was planning and plotting. And this didn't just fall on my lap. It was, it was absolutely something I'd been thinking about for a long time. And the right people came into my life at the right time for me to go ahead and pull the trigger and start the team. And we haven't looked back. Actually, last year, 2020 was our, was our busiest year, my busiest year ever. Nice.
1: Are you planning on staying in San Diego or like yes, when the military sir. ends, I'm going back to you know wherever it was?
2: No, no, that's no, that's what i was saying. So, um I, I don't I would not have made a commitment to other people um had I not known that we were staying in San Diego, right? So once my husband and I um, were fortunate enough to know our future, right? A lot of military families don't know what's happening mm-hmm. next, we are lucky that uh, we knew um, his follow on orders. And so I was able to start to plan things for my own uh, career. Um, In the future, which is something I had never gotten to do. You know, I've been an active agent since 2008. And it's always been what's next? What's next? How do I prepare for the next PCS move? And to not have to worry about that has been a a tremendous gift and something I've really enjoyed um, these last few years.
1: So tell me about when when you're when you're picking an agent to come on board. What are some of the qualities that you look for in an agent? Because I'll be honest, you know, there's a lot of people who get their license and think wow, now that I have my license, the world is going to come to me. All this business is going to come my way. They don't quite understand the work that it takes to kind of build yourself, to put your brand out there, to let people know what it is that you're doing. Uh, I heard a saying a a long time ago, and I always say it, you know, secret agents have skinny kids. How do you get an agent? How do you pick an agent, bring them on your, on board, and then teach them to have the same qualities of service that you have?
2: It's It's a lot of work and I take that work very, very seriously. Um, And as someone who's in this position sort of newly, um, I'm still figuring it out, right? I'm I'm a student always, right? Um, No matter what leadership position I'm in, I always feel like I can be learning more and improving and progressing. Um, So what I look for in new agents is um, the desire to learn, right? What what has always kept me coming back to my real estate career is the dynamicism of it, if that's a word, right? It's totally different every day, every client, every transaction, um, every market, right? I've worked in three different markets. They're all so different. And it's what I love about the business, frankly, is that it's always evolving, always changing. So I need an agent who can wrap their minds around that concept and understand that, you have to have a student mentality to be an agent, a good agent year after year and continue to close a lot of deals year after year. It, the, the industry in and of itself requires the ability to be innovative and to, you know, transform yourselves time and time again.
1: Let's talk some of those innovation strategies. Cause you know, when I first got into the industry, I remember people saying, How do you want to grow your business? It's, it's easy. All you got to do is go on the MLS, find somebody who has a listing, ask them if they want to hold it open. Go open, go hold open houses. You do that every single day. You're going to get clients walking in the door and you're going to build your practice and, and go from there. Right. I, I hear mean- other people. I hear other people who are like, okay, it's not open houses. You need to go after listings. You need to go after Fizbo's all the time. You need to go after, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, REO's where that's what was happening at the time. So, you know, all these different opportunities uh, for you to become a listing agent, because hands down, that's where the business is at. Where do you fall on these? And we can't really do open houses now. So what kind of strategies are you working on with your team to kind of help grow them and groom them uh, to, to have that practice, to have those clients?
2: Well, certainly being as technologically savvy as possible is like tantamount, right? Like you've got to be proficient on certain software programs, right? The CRM is key. So knowing how to use CRM as a lead gen tool it, you know, it it sets you apart because if you're constantly reaching out to people and you're constantly letting them know that you're there touching them, right. They're going to be more inclined to work with you. So, um, I would say, you know, being able to harness that CRM is a big one. Being very present on social media, as much as we ha- all have a love hate relationship with it, it's vital to, to my business, especially. I mean, I just got a phone call 15 minutes ago from someone who saw my name tossed around on a facebook group and thought they'd give me a call i mean i would never otherwise have had a connection with that person so um my goal is to always uh, stay on top of what the market wants right so Mm -hmm. when i first started it wasn't social i wasn't getting clients and lead gents through social media it just wasn't happening like it is now so Um, It's just it requires evolving and being on top of things and staying aware of what's current. It changes
1: though, Hernan. Oh, it changes all the time, but you're right. Having a social media presence is vitally important. One of the programs that we offer is a done for you service. Uh, and, And basically what we do is we sit, just like you and I are doing right now, we'll have a 30 minute conversation and then our team turns around and chops it up so that you have content for an entire month. How vital is it to be posting on social every single day in the era that we're living in, in the post COVID era? vital, vital.
2: And I don't want to, um, you know, age myself here, but I'm of the generation that didn't grow up with social media. So it's a lot harder for me, you two, it's (laughs) a lot harder for me to be like, Oh, I got to get on my Insta. I got to, you know, post on Facebook. And so sometimes, um, it ends up looking really like inconsistent and choppy. I'm, I'm super critical of my own social media presence because it's, it's not where I want it to be. Because my 16 year old daughter is like a maestro and knows exactly <laughs> what to say, how to post, what lighting she needs. Like, I, And it's honestly, it's overwhelming. But again, I just have that mentality. Just put your nose down and, and just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. Go for it.
1: You know, the, I think we, we both live in a, in a quite a different era. I I'm, I'm with you. So when I was a kid, it was, I mean, I grew up, you know, I was born in the eighties, early eighties. So, you know, growing up as a, as a, as a kid, then it was completely different. I memorized my friend's phone numbers, you know, didn't have a cell phone. I was a kid who had a pager and go to the pay phone and put a quarter or dial one 800 collect completely different era it was not until we were in high school that the internet even became a thing where you can do it at home and it was a dial up so it was a completely different time uh, i i also i mean that means that we came from a time where shaking hands and talking to people was how you something. communicated right it mm-hmm. meant something and that's been kind of taken away from us now with covid what are some of your networking strategies? How are you how are you oh, gosh, connecting so with tough. people cuz it's exactly
2: because it's so difficult today. It's so tough and and especially COVID, you know, different people have different perspectives on it and what should be happening, right? In terms of like the protective gear. And so um, you know, wh- the way I uh, handle it, Hernan, is I'm reaching out to clients on the phone all the time. Um, I-, I use one of Steve's programs, Victory Selling, um, and I just I have a list every morning. I go through it and I make a list of people to call, and it's always got uh, former clients on there. I'm constantly checking in with them. And if they're comfortable, I will do drop bys. I love doing drop bys, they're amazing. I actually just did a drop by with a client last, um, a former client last week and we sat by their pool and had a lovely chat. you know we had our masks on and we were six feet apart. Um, it, it's challenging right now, but it's not impossible. There are ways around it. And so I'm doing my best to ensure that my clients know that they're at the top of my mind and, and I'm also doing my best to train my agents to let them know that really just you have to check in with people and not always a text. Sometimes you need to pick up the phone and actually hear a voice on the other end.
1: That's the power of uh, for me for podcasting. That's how I connect mm-hmm. with people. This this right here this. is how I connect with people. Right, I get to see your face. I get to have a conversation. I'm not worried about you sneezing on me or me sneezing on you. Right, we're gonna we're just gonna have a, a great conversation. Uh, and yep. then the power of of having a live feed also kind of magnifies that right like being able to have a conversation learn something from other people and at the same time share it with others has been has been powerful you know word of mouth marketing has never fallen uh, like to the wayside that's the most powerful thing that we can have We just kind of modified it we call them testimonials we call them reviews whatever you know you have a, you, you get tagged on a, on a social media content. how powerful is that uh, is that word of mouth marketing? and and how are you utilizing it the
2: most um actually um interesting that you should bring this up now because i have a call um with uh my, my brand specialist melina who's amazing to implement video testimonials on my website because that's where things are shifting right it's like Um, all of the testimonials online have caught on and real estate agents understand the power of testimonials. But now, because we've gotten so used to the video medium, The video testimonials through marketing are just so powerful, you know, you're not just reading someone's words on the screen, you're actually seeing the the words come out of people's mouths, and you're seeing the emotion connected to those words, right? It's not Mm -hmm. as emotional when you just read it on a piece of paper or when you're on a screen, but it's very powerful when you hear it from someone.
1: Plus they live on the internet 24 seven, right? Like it's not this one time. Like it's amazing if you have a friend that is in a, at a party and they hear somebody say, you know, they're interested in buying or selling and they drop your name. That is awesome. But how do you harness that person's uh, energy and that message and that enthusiasm for you? How do you harness that and put it to work for you 24 hours a day? And that's what testimonials can do for you. Absolutely. And
2: even just communicating um, via video, you know, everybody's so sick of zoom meetings because of COVID and I get that. Um, But instead of sending a text, sending a video text to someone like bomb bomb, or even just through your phone, it's really, really powerful. In fact, you used that with me recently through Facebook, you sent me a message through Facebook via video and you know, it made me think afterwards, wow, I need to be doing this because this is really powerful
1: oh it is uh it's my it's i always tell people it's my facebook secret sauce like it's the only it's thing amazing. that really
2: because because you
1: know what nobody's expecting that and and when you get a right. video dm what are you gonna do not hit the play button now you gotta know what this person sent you right like, who, what it's the like is this?
2: they say texting is more powerful than an email right but a video text is like more powerful than a text more powerful than a phone call it's super awesome because you're guaranteed that your recipient is going to click on that and watch the video.
1: Yep. So thanks you, for the tip. You got it. You got it. Use it as much as you want. By the way, you can do that on on Instagram and you can also do it on LinkedIn. So it doesn't okay. matter what platform you're on. You can use okay. it uh, at will. All right. Awesome. So. What is in store for your future? You started doing the team. Like how big do you want your team to be? Like wh- what area of town do you want to go in? Where do you see yourself going, especially 21? I mean, tomorrow's a big day. Supposedly, if it depends on who you ask, it's the beginning of the revolution or yeah. the beginning of tomorrow's the new a pain, day. right? Or, you know, tomorrow's yeah. a big day. But 2021, no matter what happens tomorrow, is still going to happen, right? Tomorrow the sun will rise. So it what's it Aaron's is. plan for 2021?
2: so let's see um I, sky's the limit you know i'm not afraid of the great beyond i'm super pumped about the future um despite the craziness of the last few months last year um i'm i am thrilled you know um for me it helps to focus right and my focus is my team my focus is my business and i have no intention of wavering on the level of quality that we provide um for our clients so um I, I'm ready to grow. i'm I'm ready to take on new agents. um, but I'm not ready to explode in the sense that I'm you know losing the ability to keep the quality of our services really top notch and the best that you can that you can get in in the industry. So, um, you know, it's it's we're we're high focused on education on in our team. you know we we meet regularly to do trainings on different aspects of real estate. so Um, I'm ready to grow, but I'm not ready to grow at a pace that I can't handle. If that answers your question, yeah,
1: totally. Well, speaking of education, uh, there's every everybody has somebody that they look up to, somebody that's been teaching them some stuff, whether it's a podcast, a book, a specific mentor. Who are the Who are the ones that you look up to? What are the maybe like a book that you're currently reading that's kind of helping you shape? I'll tell you I'll, while you think of that. I'll tell you. I, I just finished reading Atlas Shrugs, and if for those of you who haven't uh, heard that book, first of all, if you get it on audio, it's like 52 hours, so it's not like it's a short book, but it was crazy to hear books like that or books like 1984 that are kind of putting other thoughts in your head about what's going on in society Gosh, and kind of gives you a different idea, right? Yeah,
2: I I stay away from that dystopian stuff, right? I, I really prefer nonfiction. I'm always reading business books. I actually, um, coincidentally, have the book that i'm reading right now yes, which is an I incredible that, book again it's awesome <laughs> and it's awesome because it has forced me to think about my why in a very different way right this is a this is a very existential book and i am not so much an existential person i'm super literal i like to you know know what's right in front of me i like to check boxes and make sure that things are done off my list it's not you know i'm not constantly pondering the reason for everything so um, this has been a great book for me and a great exercise for my brain because, uh, you know, I, I Simon know breaks it
1: down. Is. Simon he breaks it down. Right.
2: Is I amazing. Mean, I mean, just this how, how he talks about, for anyone.
1: Yeah. For anyone. I mean, it, mm-hmm. just the way he breaks down the whole apple pitch, right? He's like, he, he's like, look, this is the pitch. This is the, this is the, why the, how the, what the problem is when you're pitching it, you're doing it backwards. And it kind of really, you think about that and you're like, man, everything I've been doing has been backwards and. And now, you know, you can really understand why people connect with certain things when you read that book. What do you think of his, of his uh, circle?
2: I think the circle is amazing. Um, I think, you know, the all the analogies that he uses are amazing. I love all the examples about the different businesses and what has worked for certain businesses and what has totally failed. I mean, you bring up Apple. And for me, what was really interesting was that products came on the market after apple's ipod um you know after the iphone that were arguably better products but because apple had um created such a steadfast brand and such a loyal following that nobody paid attention to the other stuff it was Mm -hmm. like nope i'm an apple person nope you know i'm gonna stick with what they what they're putting out so that to me is really interesting because it's the loyalty that i seek from my clients. So I consider myself a super loyal person. You know, you've got me as a friend for life for the most part, you know? Um, And that's what I seek in my clients. Uh, But that's a hard hard thing to do in business these days right but apple yeah. has figured it out southwest airlines has figured it out right um and and that's what i'm going for i'm going for that level of loyalty and it starts for me with the customer service it starts for me with a very defined why okay have,
1: have you and, gotten it have you gotten it like locked in like what what your why is
2: it's it's definitely evolved like so many other things for me um but yeah, I mean, my why is, you know, it's it's a it's a few different things. But for the most part, my why is proving to myself and my you know sphere that I can do it. You know, I I started out with a lot of naysayers, and and in a in a world where uh, it was very uncommon for military spouses to seek out a profession outside of the home. Um, and, and, you know, I understand why women choose to stay home. If they are military spouses or men, you know, I get it. It's very, very difficult to forge your own path as a military spouse while your spouse is active. Um, but for me, it was, I know I can do this and, uh, I know not only can I do it, I can be really good at it. Um, I can thrive and I can do this for the long haul. So for me. I want to be a beacon for other military spouses who want to do it, but don't know if they can, right? I want to yes. be that example that, yeah, you, you can totally do it.
1: That's so funny. I, I can hear the the frustration in your fine tuning your why, because I have that same frustration. <laughs> like James, James spends years, like I can't say years, maybe years, literally like fine tuning his message. And he's got it down to like, this is his pillars, you know, like he's, he's a real person. Me, I'm like, I'm like you, I'm like, I, I know, I I, I want to be that good example. I, I, yeah. I, I told him the other day, I go, I think I got my why. And he's like, what is it? I go, I believe that you have a choice. He's like, well, that's not much of a why. I was like, but it's, but that's me. Like, that's the thing is I, I believe you have a choice. You want to do something, go, go do it. You have a choice. You're on the right
0: track. It's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> there. It's so hard.
2: It's hard to wrap your mind around the words. It's hard to verbalize yeah. what your why is. And, and ultimately, you know, I think I, I really feel strongly that that is my why, but yeah. I mean, this book for me kind of turned it on its head, my why, you know, I thought I knew what it was before and I thought it was clearly defining it for myself, but this book made me think about it differently. So I love that.
0: um, Find Your Why, also by Simon Sinek. So starting with why is great. If you really want to get to the nitty gritty and develop your why statement, check out Finding Your Why or Find Your Why. I
2: think I need to do that. Okay
0: totally worth or, it
2: thank
1: you are you an audiobook person or are you a uh like, like you know what paperback?
2: i'm i am i was an english major in college i love to read and so i'm totally i love a stack you, of books next to my bed
1: you're a book destroyer right so you annotate all over the thing
2: i do to- look at i got i got all my little oh that's my wife i go leave.
1: i can't read books after you read them like you ruin them for me <laughs> So funny, that's so
2: funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. But hey, Aaron, I had I had a great time uh talking. I knew it. See, 5 minutes talking to you, I knew I was going to have fun with you on the show. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. Before we head out, can you let people know if they want to work with you, how can they get a hold of you? Make sure you uh you say it so that the listening audience knows how to get a hold of you.
2: Sure. Okay. So you can reach out to me through Instagram and Facebook messages or easy i get them instantly you can also call or text me my phone number is area code 760 566 6587 and i've got this thing attached to my hip so reach out to me anytime and you'll more, more than likely you'll get me
1: awesome all right ladies and gents you can follow her at realtor aaron aaron by the way she spells her name a y r e n or you guys can go to www. Pfeifferteam.com and Pfeiffer is P-F-E-I-F-E-R team.com. All right, Aaron. Well, thank you very much for coming on the program. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon again, because let's face it, that's what happens. We connect and that's it. Friends for life. You said it, right? I love it. I love it.
2: Thank you so much. And again, I really appreciate this so much, Renan. Have a great day.
1: All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys mañana. Good luck. Stay safe out there and you know, have a conversation with people. I promise you, most people are good. Just have a conversation. It makes all the difference
3: in the world. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?